Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I'm Steve Geller, but he is Jeff Nowak, along with Charlie Long, running Master Control here for the final hour of Sports Talk as we gear up for a Pelican Suns matchup in a sold-out Smoothie King Center tonight. What does that really mean? I've always it's like at what point is it a sellout? Like I because the box no more the box office got rid of it. Yeah, but like those tickets on SeatGeek. I've never I the whole sellout thing, it doesn't mean anything to me. It just means the box office doesn't have any more tickets, but all right, you can tic- still get them on the secondary market, yeah, obviously, so, as Jimmy always tells us. Yeah, and there's going to be empty seats. I mean, there's, there's going to be a good crowd. It's just funny to me. It's like, oh, sell out. I mean, what does that? What does that really mean? Anyway, I uh, guess it's, it's good news that all the, that the good. like you said, the box office though is wiped out of tickets, it's, and meaning that you know at least there's the interest there where people are, are you know hoarding them up, and if they are selling them on the second secondary market, oh well. No, I, I mean, I would love for this for the second half of this Pelican season to be you know very well uh, supported. <laughs> right, like I just, it's it's a lot more fun when you go into that building and it's packed like that. The last time, the or no, I mean, they obviously made it to the playoffs more recently than that, but the the playoff series against the Blazers was the most fun I've had at, at Pelicans games. And you know, they obviously lost to the Warriors in this in the next round. They did win a game at home, and the way that crowd was, like you talk about, okay, how can the crowd help you win games? The crowd helped them win those games, right? The crowd's energy and. So many times I've walked into that building, and it just hasn't been there. And it's like you know, it's like they're they're playing, but the, you know, you look around, it's just not, it's just not an atmosphere that you would associate with a professional basketball team. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for this 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 city to get behind this team. It would be a whole lot more fun if you went into that building and it was packed. Well, it definitely helps when the the players are bringing the energy, and I feel like that's been a big thing this year yeah. too. Is like they're starting games not so lackadaisical. They're they're coming out with that energy, with that fire right off the bat. Yeah, you know, it, it is funny because you watch Zion and it's like very clear that, that Zion gets into shape by playing as opposed to like he's he, – like you could come in every season and be like, why isn't he in perfect shape? He's the type of guy who needs to play to get into shape. And like you can see throughout the course of the season he gets in better shape. <laughs> uh, and the question is can he get through it? You know, I think they were playing with a ton of energy last season, but then the injuries happened and they fell off a cliff and I think a lot of the air got let out of the balloon. You know, same thing with, you know, the rookie season with Herb and all them. And it's like, you know, you, you can you can have these exciting things, but you gotta you got to finish them off. You can't. You know, there's a point where you lose people because every season there seems to be this this fall off and you never finish the way that you thought you would. So hopefully that changes this year. Yeah, someone who's been uh, bringing excitement to a lot of fans, obviously, with his three-point shooting, Trey Murphy. Here's Here what go. he had to say as the Pels get ready to take on the Suns tonight, 7 p.m. in the Smoothie King Center. This one is you, Zion, and Hawk out there. Just how y'all are able to, to, to create offense together. 
Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's definitely a lot of space on the court. And also, whenever me and Hawk are on that same side, defenses can't just, you know, hug up to me and him because then it's really open layups and they have to make it a choice between uh, me and Hawk. So it's nice out there with him. Does it feel like y'all are kind of always looking for each other? You and Hawk just kind of looking for ways to create those open three-pointers? Absolutely. I mean, if I'm going to pass the ball, I want to make sure I get my highest chance for an assist. So I'm going to throw it to the guy that can shoot the lights out. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, somebody I'm going to be looking for. It seems like every time the Pelicans and the Suns meet up, it's always an entertaining, high-energy game. Kind of what creates that kind of matchup between specifically these two I mean, it's just really competitive teams and, you know, the guys on that team. Obviously, it's a little different because the last time we played them, they only have one guy left back from the team that we played against. But, um, you know, it's still a lot of highly competitive guys over there and guys that, you know, super skilled and really like to and just compete at a high level. So that's what we're really looking forward to. What are the challenges of facing a team like with Kevin Bradley and Gavin at full strength? Yeah, no, they have a lot of offensive weapons and they got a lot of space around them with the shooters that they have. And so, you know, we're just prepared for that, understanding that we have to rely on our defense to really get stops and not try to just outscore them. A lot has been made of the offense, but defensively, what do you guys need to improve on and make sure you're doing against the just make sure we're communicating and make sure we're in our gaps and don't leave anybody on the island. You know, they got three guys that are primetime players and you know really really good offensive players in this league. And so, you know, it's going to take a team effort to defend you know those three guys. Trey, do you feel like playing out there with Hawk brings even out more the best out of you out there because he's such a good shooter? Does he make things more competitive even? Yesterday, he actually called you maybe arguably a better shooter than him. Yeah, no, it's it's great, you know, when you have another guy that can shoot like that. So then it's like, all right, he's shooting like that. I got to make sure I step my game up because, you know, I'm not trying to get left behind. And uh, But it's, it's all friendly competition and uh, just trying to help the team get wins and, you know, his shots. Is it rewarding to see how well he's doing and how close you are with him to work with him to see the game in Dallas and last night's game for him? Super proud of him. Like I told many people before, he was way ahead of me my rookie year. And, you know, just seeing him out there, just listening and being a good teammate, shooting the ball at a high level is beautiful to see, you know, just many more threes to come in the future. Trey, y'all been getting more teammates being with Zion. You know, brothers, how comfortable you get with Zion off of those type of actions? Very comfortable. I mean, guys have to play off of him because of his ability to get to the rim. And so then when you pair that with the screen and guys being off of him, then I have open shots. And then when they come up, then I'm able to dish it to him. So it's not really an answer or a solution to it. Just, you know, it's, it's our uh, little two-man game we got going on. I know you got a lot of respect for KD and what he's done. What's it like for you just whenever you get to compete against him? I mean, it's great. It's a guy I've been watching since I was a child. And so, you know, just watching his film and being able to go against him, you know, as a – NBA player and somebody you're competing with is, is really a full circle moment for me. And you know, I'm really excited for tomorrow. This is one of the games I definitely circled on my calendar. The trigger man, Trey Murphy, talking there about the Pels getting ready to take on the Suns tonight. Uh, will be a interesting matchup for sure. Two teams uh, that are definitely, I feel like, on that same level in the, in the Western Conference. It's a, Obviously, the Wild Wild West is tough. Yeah, you know, it is it is interesting. Uh, you know, like Trey talked about there was like one player on that team that, you know, was there wild to think but, about, right? Yeah, and, and it just it changes, right? It, that that playoff series feels like so <laughs> long ago. Uh it was a, it was 2 years. Um, but yeah, it's you know, anytime you play Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant has has just torn this team to shreds. <laughs> uh, wherever he's been, whether it's been Oklahoma City, whether it's been Golden State, uh you know Brooklyn, right? They, I, I still, I have like the images of a 140 point to like 80 blowout burned into my brain from when there was the Harden Kyrie 
uh, Durant trio that worked for until it didn't. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are the type of games that you look at at the end of the year and you're like, okay, where are we? How, how good are we? Right. Because you can win a bunch of games. You look at the teams like the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies and, you know, obviously not this year for the Grizzlies. Uh, but, you know, it's like you win a lot of games, but at the end of the day, you're going to be judged by what you do in the playoffs. Right. And so how do you stack up against the teams that are going to be there? You know, I, I'm sure this, the Pelicans can go out there and, and beat the brakes off some of these lowly, you know, the, the Hornets and, and the Wizards and, and whatever. But can you beat the teams that you're going to have to beat in the postseason? And these types of games are, you know, kind of the dry run for that. If you're heading to the game right now, stay tuned. We're going to be checking in inside the Smoothie King Center. Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of TheBirdRights.com, will be joining us right after this here on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Before we get into our NBA Pelicans discussion, picking that back up, seeing that the Mike Vrabel also meeting with the Atlanta Falcons. So they're going really, like I said, big game hunting over there in the ATL. I think it's just telling of like this is an attractive job for people when you look at the skill position players that they have and like, okay, we just need to bring in a quarterback and we're good <laughs> to go. So I, I can understand it. Like I, I think when you're trying to court, but like we talked like again, why aren't all these guys interviewing with the Panthers? Exactly. Right. Exactly, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the the Falcons are in a good position. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. It's interesting. And I guess we can say officially congratulations to Antonio Pierce. Las yeah. Vegas Raiders yeah. tweeting out a couple minutes ago, interim head coach Antonio Pierce, hashtag Raider Nation, but the term, the, the, the word interim has been Chopped off. Yes, yes, and and good. You know, I, I they should happen more often, right? Yes. Like, you know, when when you have a a locker room support the way he has that locker room support, the way Steve Wilkes had the Panthers locker room support last. You th- mm. You're telling me the Panthers would be <laughs> wouldn't be better off had they stuck with Steve Wilkes? Even if you fired Steve Wilkes after ten games, wouldn't you have been better off keeping Steve Wilkes than hiring Frank Reich? Like, he, I mean. I, I think Frank when, likes, right, Reich likes that he's connecting checks now from the Colts and Falcons. Yeah, I mean, you, Panthers. Right, you paid him. You right. paid him. But you know, I think like there's something to be said for the team having the team support you, right? <laughs> and they, uh, Rich Bisaccia, they were in this position with him uh, a few years back, and they made the playoffs, lost in the first round. But and the players wanted wanted them to stick with Rich and Mark Davis, the just weirdo uh, <laughs> <laughs> that owns the Raiders. Um, he B- billionaire with the worst haircut ever. Yes, and he drives like like hours to get that haircut. Like he has a barber, and he says, "I want it like like that's not an accident. It's not like he gets his haircut by his mom. Is he has a barber that I'm sure he pays a lot of money because no self respecting barber would give you that haircut unless you paid him a lot." Anyway. He's like, "You sure you want this?" Yeah, right. right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of funny stories about Mark Davis, but you know, they they at that point they were like, "No, we want Josh McDaniels." And how'd that go? <laughs> 
right? And so I, at least they learned from their mistakes. Um, and uh, yeah, I know, I, like, yeah, yeah, the LSU did it with that Ogeron, right? That that worked out until it didn't. You know, I, there's this kind of uh, just like it's like a chemistry class in in locker rooms, and you're just trying to, you know, you put stuff over here, you put stuff over here, you see, okay, is this working? Is this working? Yet sometimes it just clicks. Sometimes it just works. And, you know, I think they found something with Antonio Pierce. Like I said, I'm a big Antonio Pierce fan. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see that. Um, yeah, to see that fire and energy, obviously, he brought. It's like, yeah. how, how can you not keep this guy? Right. It's the same reason D'Amico Ryans is having so much success because he just makes people want to run through a wall for him. You know, he's not he's not doing anything on like like D'Amico Ryans isn't going up to CJ Stroud and whispering in his ear all of these the magical secrets to being a s- successful NFL quarterback. But he is fostering a system that helps create that and and has people all doing the right things. And that's at the end of the day, that's what a head coach is, right? A head coach is a leader. It doesn't have to be this you know, X's and O's wizard. Now that could be helpful, right? Like Kyle Shanahan's done a really good job. So a lot of these guys have done really good jobs as offensive coordinators. But at the end of the day, the head coach needs to inspire that team and keep them all pointed in the right direction. I think Antonio did that in a, in a difficult situation. Taking over as an interim is not easy. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. And what he was able to do, obviously, over there too, and it's like the yeah. Raiders in a situation – they're going to be quarterback hunting too. They beat the Chargers so badly that the Chargers were like, "Okay, we're firing our head coach." Uh, and he got shut out. They got shut out in a game uh, against the Vikings this year, <laughs> right? So it's it hasn't all been perfect. Um, but when the team supports you, and yeah, I, I like that the Raiders did that. Uh, getting back into our Pelicans discussion, they're taking on the Suns tonight. A game, uh, obviously, everybody is anxious to see a sold out. Uh, arena we've been seeing on the uh, Twitter sphere and the new uh, court is going to be interesting to see. I uh, love the fact that they, uh, you told me, sanded down the the old court from the, what was that, the in-season, the in-season tournament, tournament court, yeah. uh, redid it, and it looks gorgeous right now. Uh, happy to welcome in now Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of thebirdrights.com. And Ali, what you thinking about that new court uh, looking in the Smoothie King Center? Oh, it looks fantastic, guys. And I think we're going to have a nice sellout tonight. And that's why I missed your phone call earlier. It's so loud in here. I had my phone on silent. I had no chance of hearing it or seeing it even vibrate. <laughs> so, oh, uh, it's feeling like a uh, Pelicans playoff-like atmosphere here in January. Got to love it. The team's been playing really well of late and have a tough matchup, though, tonight, obviously, against the Sun Squad. We heard, we've heard we been playing a bunch of audio. It's crazy to think that Devin Booker is the only player left from that playoff matchup just two years ago. I know, isn't it? Because it's a shame. It felt like there was a rivalry maybe brewing after right. <laughs> facing them in a playoff a couple of years ago. But you're right. Nobody's left, even the head coach, right? Most of the coaching staff now, if not all of them are different from just two years ago. So, no, there's nothing left really in terms of going back in history. But I'll tell you what, both teams are really eyeing on trying to get in at least the top six in the West. So I've got to expect, right, especially with their experience, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, they know what's at stake. They're now healthy. They've been playing better, especially as a team. And this is a great challenge for the Pelicans, right? They have not had the best of games against the best competition, especially of late, right, that bad loss to the Clippers, didn't really have a chance against the Nuggets in Denver. So you hope that, you know, they'll get up for this one because I know the Suns will. You know, I, I think these matchups are interesting because it gives you a chance to to try things out, right? And I think Kevin Durant is a guy who has run the Pelicans ragged on, on whatever team he's been on, right? And he's done that to NBA teams 
throughout his entire career. But I am curious, how, how do you expect the Pelicans to approach him on the defensive side? Uh, you know, do you do you run Herb Jones at him? Do you run a bunch of bodies at him? You know, do you double team? How, how do you expect them to try to handle him tonight? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot on just the individuals themselves because think about it, you double team one guy, then you're obviously leaving the other two. And then Grayson Allen, he's been on fire from three points range for them all season. So you really don't want to leave anybody. My guess is that Herb is going to start on Devin Booker. He's the one that's facilitating the most, bringing the ball up. And you got to think that's who Herb usually guards on opponents, right? The one that's really facilitates the offense. Brandon Ingram is probably going to get that, you know, first start on on Kevin Durant. And while he's had some big matchups and taken, right, taking them on himself, like when they played the Lakers, he was on LeBron James to start. When they were struggling with some other guys, Brandon Ingram was actually the guy switching onto to try and pull off the opponent's top player. So it, it's a huge challenge. And I know B.I. will probably be say he'll be ready for it. But look, Kevin Durant's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more proven. So you just hope that he maybe doesn't get a little too eager and get into foul trouble. All right, that's going to be the biggest thing. Can the Pelicans' main three guys to stay out of foul trouble? Because look, C.J. McCollum, I think we're all expected for him to cover Bradley Beal to start the game. So yeah, it's going to be a good one, guys. The Pelicans' best three against the Phoenix's best three is what we're all expecting here. Uh, looking at the rookie, Jordan Hawkins, obviously everybody's been excited about what he's been doing for this squad, uh, really been coming alive of late, and uh, really amazing the, the fact that he got sent down to the G League, obviously took that all in stride, came back, uh, been working on his craft. Where does uh, this rookie need to improve more? Although I think, like, there's going to be really tough for Willie Green to not play him in games right now. No, he's definitely going to stay in the rotation for at least a while, right? He's played in the last two games over Jose Alvarado, seen over, what was it, about 20 minutes or so. So he's, he's honestly the second or third guy off the bench. He's, so he's quickly cemented himself, I think, as somebody key for Willie. Because, look, start the year, you always knew he was going to be a great shooter that he could get himself open, that his gravity, right, because he moves so well off the ball is, is a big big asset to your offense, but it was the other thing that he wasn't doing well, right? Even going back to summer league, he wasn't able to stay in front of his guy defensively. He didn't really understand rotations as well, but he's really, it's amazing how quickly guys he's progressed, right? He's ironed all those deficiencies out. And now he doesn't look like he's, you know, nothing's too big of a challenge for him, right? All of a sudden when he's out there, the defense isn't collapsing, right? All the rotations are made. He's even getting you rebounds, right? What do you get? against the Hornets. I believe it was five or six rebounds. So, yeah, if he can contribute in those other areas, I think he's here to stay in a rotation. And, look, I think this is the perfect time, too. I think the way you beat the Phoenix Suns, you put points on the board. You can't expect to cool off even two of those big three Phoenix has. Your best bet, I think, is to get to 130 points first and really make Denver – or, excuse me, make Phoenix try and play defense because you know they don't want to. At least the Pelicans will give good effort on that end, most guys – I think Phoenix doesn't do that after watching a few games so far this year. Yeah, I think Hawkins is 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 interesting because there are certain shooters in the NBA that <clears throat> excuse me that you look at and it's like if this was a game, you know, you have to have hit so many shots to be like red hot, right? You know, he's on fire. Well, like Jordan starts <laughs> like he he only needs to hit one shot and he's already in that. That meter is full and suddenly he's hitting these shots coming off pin downs at a full sprint stop and like you see JJ Redick made a career out of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I and I just think, you know, when you watch the Pelicans play, that's something that, you know, Trey Murphy is a great shooter, 
but he's more of a set shooter, right? He's not a guy who mm-hmm. you're going to sprint into shots. And just the ability to do that, particularly in transition, that three he hit, the last three he hit the other night against the Hornets was a perfect example where it's like there was a guy there. He wasn't open, but he was on fire at that point, and he just made it. And I just think, you know, maybe what, Peja? Is, was he the last shooter that they've had that could shoot like that? Like, I just feel like that's a part of the offense that they have not had over the last six, seven years in terms of a guy. You know, maybe Miritich was like that in a way that he was like he would just jack it at any point, mm-hmm. and you would be like, all right, fine. Uh, I just think that's something that he brings, even though, you know, obviously the defense has to improve and all that. It's just you can see it uh, already. Yeah, I completely agree with you. When you watch Trey, right, he does like to take set shots, even if they're from 30 feet out. As to where Jordan, he barely needs a, you know, a sliver of space to get his shot up because he's got a quick release. But what you love about him is he can take off at the most awkward of angles and still make the shot because he is literally one of the best already, I think, at getting his body square, right? So if he's taken off of one foot, back's kind of turned towards the basket or maybe pointing in a different direction, it doesn't matter because he's going to get himself aligned in the air. And that's an incredible talent. That means every time he's releasing the ball, it's from the exact same spot. And a lot of players can't do that. Right? They have to get off the ground, um, off of the two feet, basically pointing at the rim. And that's how they like to shoot the threes, but not Jordan. And like I said, that's what make him, makes him so special because he can get his shot off almost at any time, almost against any defender. Right? He's, he's got decent size, but he's not, say, Trey Murphy's length. You're ever, hardly ever going to get to see his shot get blocked. Right, just because of how just smart he is and how he makes use of his talent and honestly just how he shoots the ball. Great points there. You know, this team, yeah, I guess you know, you've you've watched these teams over the years. Uh obviously, you know, an in season sellout at any point is is a big deal for the Pelicans. Um, you know, what mm-hmm. how much support do you think this team can engender throughout the course of the season just by winning games? Because I think that's been the biggest struggle. Like, I think there's been the desire to get behind the Pelicans. If you go back to when Zion was drafted, you had a line around the block for a practice, (laughs) but it just seems like every time this this fan base gets its hopes up, it gets knocked down by one thing or another. Right, the old two steps forward, one one step forward, two steps back. Or whatever, COVID, right? You know, it's... How much support do you think this team can build just from making a strong playoff run, not just limping into the to the play-in tournament, like going in, even as a four-seed, a five-seed, because it feels like this city has been waiting to get behind the Pelicans. They just need something to get behind. Yeah, I actually have all the confidence in the world that this city will come out once they kind of establish establish themselves maybe a little more. And all I got to do is point to last season. Pelicans got up right to that great start where they're hovering either tied for first or somewhere close to it. And I want to say in the first 30 games or so, the Pelicans had about seven sellouts. So they obviously came out when the Saints season was still in play. And as we all know, usually Pelicans basketball takes a backseat for a lot of people until the Saints and NFL is over. That wasn't the case last year. So if they came out then, I've got to think they'll start coming out this season, starting with tonight, right? As you mentioned, expected sellout. And if they just can show well against one of these really good, you know, teams that are considered maybe even a finals contender, I think you're going to start seeing fans really start flooding in the SKC, Smoothie King Center. Ali, obviously you mentioned tonight's game we've been talking about. Uh, then the team gets a little bit of a break and aren't back in action until Tuesday when they're hosting uh-huh. Utah. And, man, what is it about the Jazz that are always a thorn in the side for this Pell squad? Yeah, and, and to put on top of this now, they're playing incredible basketball, right? It seems like since the Pelicans faced them in Utah – 
they've been one of the best teams too. You know, it's a mismatch of talent, right? No superstars or maybe even a star outside of Lori Markkinen. But I'll tell you what, it works. So hats off to Will Hardy, who's the coach there, but he knows how to get the best out of Colin Sexton, right? Jordan Clarkson. And, and he's pushed the right buttons where now, say Walker Kessler. He was starting when the Pelicans playing, but now he's coming off the bench. So they out of the 10 guys they play right on a nightly basis. And like you just said, it's already a difficult task to beat Utah when they weren't a good team or when they were playing poorly for the Pelicans. But now they're going to face, like I said, a team that's playing top four, top five basketball. So I don't know how they do it, but they got to find a way, guys, because I'm, I'm ready to see them beat the Jazz for a change. We've been raving about the city uniforms, Ali. Uh, love the look of it. I've been seeing a ton of that c- color combo around town, too. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance at all that that sticks around even for next season? I really hope so. I hope that the decision makers listen to what the fans are saying because I've heard what you just said. <laughs> People love it. It's their favorite city edition. The court is fantastic. People, And you know this, Pelicans Twitter, people that talk about the team, never seem to agree on anything, but they're really agreeing that this is a fantastic combo. So I really hope that, like I said, decision makers hear this and want to keep this and become a mainstay because it's a winner, no doubt, from the uniforms to the court. Always appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight, Ali. We'll be tuning in for sure. And, hey, it's on local television again. That's fantastic for fans. Exactly. Hey, that's another, that's another useful thing, right, to get the fans out. Amen. Only broadcasting to so many more millions, and that'll probably maybe even give a bigger impetus for them to come to the game. So, yeah, I love it. Always appreciate you, Ollie. Take care. Take care, guys. Editor-in-chief at thebirdrights.com. You can check out his work there. Ollie, go sell. Always great stuff. Going to be right back. We'll hear from a Pelicans player, Herb Jones, on the matchup against the Suns right here on WWL. Back in here on Sports Talk. Like I said, we've been getting ready for St. Pelicans versus the Phoenix Suns. That matchup coming up at 7 o'clock. You can even watch it on Fox 8 TV locally. Going to be a fun one. We heard from Herb Jones as the Pels get ready to take on these sons and here's what he had to say the sons are like don't even put Durant at the five sometimes when you just look at like the challenge of, of stopping them um you know what I guess what is what is that challenge of just like going against that Phoenix offense I mean we're just going out and making it tough on our opponent we don't care you know who it is um or how their offensive scheme is like, we're going to do the best job we can to, to slow those guys down and get stops and I'm sure they're going to do it their, their job in, in, in trying to score the ball. Um, and I think, you know, as long as we go out and compete, uh, make it tough on all those guys to score, you know, I think we'll be okay. You guys as a team are all the way up to third and three-point percentage, really climbed the last month. What have you just seen team-wide um, why you guys are shooting the ball well right now? Uh, I think it's just the amount of work everybody's putting in. I mean, it's starting to show. Um, I know we had some showings or some games, you know, uh, Prior to our percentage getting so high that, you know, a lot of people may have thought we didn't have any shooters on the team. Uh, but I think, you know, as long as we continue to work, that, that number should continue to move. You're shooting individually, you shoot 60% from three in January. How much of the, of the way you're shooting or the kind of shots that you get is the offense in terms of, like, where you guys are how much you guys are getting used to? I think a lot of my shots come from, I was getting a lot of open shots last year, I just wasn't making them. Uh, I think a lot of my shots come from the gravity of, you know, our offensive weapons. Um, And I just try to take advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves. Do you feel like you're 
continuing to increase your confidence as far as um, not, it's not just like spot up shooting where ball goes to it seems like you're doing more like pull ups and stuff like that for three point range, like dribbling into shots, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't think I've shot many off the dribble this year, but I'm just trusting in my work. Like if I if I see a shot and I'm open, you know, I have the confidence that I'm, I'm gonna make that shot, um, and I take those shots with uh, the utmost confidence. Part of y'all's success, like the first half of the season, is just when guys are in the lineup and, and having continuity. I mean, I guess how much of that do you feel like has been a factor of like you guys have just been able to put together like a lot of games of like playing together and getting those reps with a lot of the same. I mean, if you're playing with the same team, you know, you're going to adapt to each other uh, eventually uh, at some point. If you spend enough time with each other, you're going to mesh. I mean, I think we're starting to. Uh, you know, we just got to stay consistent, continue to work hard, and continue to trust each other. I don't know the stats on this, but you might lead the NBA in blocking three-point shots. What do you think of uh, Jordan Hawkins as far as his, like, how quick his release is and just, you know, some of the, the threes that he's able to make where he doesn't have his feet set? I will say I already I got Jordan already, so that was a task I already accomplished. So I'm, I'm good. But his release is super quick. Um, I mean, he can shoot really well. Uh, and I think he has a, a good job of knowing when to shoot it over the defender or pump fake sidestep for three. So, I mean, as long as you know they continue to work hard, uh, study the film, and just continue to improve, I think it'd be great. A lot has been talked about with Kevin Durant, Brandon Deal, you know, Devin Booker, but with Grayson Allen and the way he's been shooting from outside, how much of a focus is he on tonight? We're just going to make it tough on whoever has the ball. That, that's who we're keying in on the, the, the slowdown. Um, Regardless of who it is, you know, the ball scores, and we're just going to do our job to make it super tough on whoever has the ball and he's trying to score. Herb Jones ahead of the Pels matchup against the Suns tonight, tipping off in just a few, 7 o'clock in the SKC Smoothie King Center. What do you think about Herb, man? He's having a heck of a year. I've seen a lot of improve from the three-point range shooting. I think Herb's from, I think Herb's from Alabama. And you can sounds hear it. like it. Sure sounds like he's from Tuscaloosa. Uh, no, I mean, that's the thing with Herb. If Herb could shoot, Herb's a first-round pick. More consistently, right, right? yeah. Like Her- Herb is, Herb is a, an elite, all-star caliber defender. He needs to be able to shoot. And, and you know, the, the, the first step in that is being confident and taking the shots that are there. And he's done that. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, you need him. You don't need him to be a 40% shooter. You need to be him to be a 37, 38%, right? Like you need him to be a threat so that if they leave him wide open, <laughs> he can make it, you know? And, uh, you know, you have shooters. You can stretch the floor. He's a guy who if you, if you can force a closeout, he's going to beat it every time because he's got those long arms. He's the – he and Brandon Ingram are the closest things to – actual pelicans this team has he's <laughs> got that wingspan man they could you know i love watching herb go to the basket because it's like he has these long strides and then it seems like he can reach the rim from halfway across the floor like he's just he gets there he holds the ball way up over his head and they can't get to it um i don't know i like watching Herb play herb's fun It'll be interesting to see what the Suns squad brings into the arena tonight. I know they're riding a three-game win streak, and hopefully the Pels can knock them off of that. We're going to be back with one more segment here on WWL, getting into NFL playoff talk, because we got all the coverage here on WWL and the Odyssey at this weekend. We'll be right back after this here on W. WL. Closing things out here on Sports Talk. I want to remind everybody, WWL is your home for NFL football. This weekend's action 
all right here. Catch the divisional round of the playoffs. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock, it starts with the Texans at the Ravens, which will be followed by the Packers at 49ers. Sunday, 1.30, it all kicks off. Games 3 and 4, Bucks at Lions, then Chiefs at Bills. WWL and the Odyssey app is the place to be. Uh, Jeff, heading over to the Smoothie King Center, Charlie. So you and me closing things out, talking about the NFL weekend of games. And first up, you obviously Texans at Baltimore Ravens. A big number here. Uh, Baltimore, a nine and a half point favorite. I love what this Texans squad's doing. I just think they're uh, quote unquote not ready for primetime players here right yet. I love the Baltimore Ravens in this one. We've seen them really flex their muscles and be that dominant team in the NFL right now. And I'm still banking on them to cover that nine and a half point spread. So before jumping into all of it, yeah, one thing that I noticed that's pretty interesting is that three of the four matchups that are happening this weekend happen in the regular season. Hmm. Now, how much can you really take from that? Like when Baltimore played Houston, it was week one, completely different team than they are now. Right. Uh, but I just look back on that game and they smoked them. 25 to nine in Baltimore week one. Once again, they're a different team that – win against Cleveland was maybe my most shocking result of the weekend, maybe even more so than right, Dallas. How it losing. happened, right. Yeah, because of how it happened. I mean, Dallas getting smoked by the Packers was also <laughs> stunning. But the Browns getting beat the way they did by that young Houston Texans team and C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans keep proving everybody wrong. You know, I, I feel kind of dumb for going against them because of how well they've been playing recently. At the same time, though, they're not in Houston. They've played better in Houston than they have on the road this season. Baltimore has been unbelievable this year, the best team in football, I would think, just based off of what we saw a couple weeks ago when they went to San Francisco and smoked the 49ers. The best overall scoring defense in football. Right. Lamar Jackson's going to win his second MVP in all likelihood. Give me Baltimore to win this game and win it relatively comfortably. I know, I know the spread's like around nine points. It's been actually kind of moving up. Like it started at eight and a half, and then it moved to nine, and now it's at nine and a half, Steve. Uh, Keep so on climbing. you're looking at potentially are they going to win by double digits? Not really sure, but I do trust Baltimore at home against Houston. Saturday's second game, we got the pack attack we just talked about who smoked those Cowboys. Everyone I know enjoyed that, obviously, unless you're a Dallas fan. And they're playing at the San Francisco 49ers, man. And that one is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite I'm seeing for San Fran again here. This one's tough. I forget what I did for pick six, honestly, but I feel like the pack are able to cover that big number. I actually think so you to- took San Francisco. I'll have okay. to double-check, I and mean, we can talk about this after the show. Looking at it, I don't really know, Steve. I feel pretty good about the Packers potentially covering this game. I think that the 49ers win, right. but just based off of what we saw last weekend against the poise of Jordan Love is what stood out to me the most in that win over Dallas. He was so comfortable. Like Dallas's pass rushers couldn't get after him. He had time to throw the ball, and he was great decision making across the board in that game. Can he do it again against a really strong San Francisco defense? It's going to be a little bit tougher. At the same time, he's already done it. He's got that playoff game out from under his feet. I think that the 49ers win this game, but I do think it's within 10 points, so I would probably take the Packers to cover. I'm interested to see what Brock Purdy looks like, too, because I don't think he had a very good end to the season, and then obviously the last game he didn't even play. Uh, yeah, Purdy, like that four-interception day against Baltimore was was – I mean, before that, a lot of people were saying that he was a dark horse candidate for MVP. I don't know if I ever really bought that because uh, I don't think he's the best player on his own team. How can he really be the best player in the league? I would rather give it to Christian McCaffrey over Brock Purdy personally. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think he bounced back relatively fine. I, I think that the week off is also going to be really really nice for the 49ers here. There's always the discussion of rust versus rest and, you know, which is better. Uh, but I would, I would anticipate the 49ers moving on to the NFC Championship game and hosting that uh, next weekend. 
We'll be going over to Sunday, the first matchup of the day. Detroit Lions taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And man, oh man, uh, I love to see what this Detroit squad's been doing. Uh, really, I don't want to say impressed, but I guess surprised about what Baker Mayfield and the Bucks have been able to do. I definitely didn't expect them to advance past Philadelphia, even though that that Philly squad has been hurting and has been uh, had a horrible end to the season. But they really roughed up the Eagles, and you know Baker's playing with a tough a ton of confidence right now. This is definitely a game where I see the Lions being able to win, but I'm not sure if they cover that six and a half point spread now, Jeff. Leaving told me he thinks the Lions win huge here. He is big on Detroit in this matchup. I kind of lean a little bit more towards that. I think they win by at least a touchdown, so it really kind of depends on what your definition of huge is. Double digits, he's saying. I I think that what happened last weekend was more of a result of Philadelphia just being completely dead in the water by the time that game happened in Tampa Bay uh, than it was really you know Tampa Bay putting their foot down and showing how tough they can be. This was the second game that I mentioned earlier. Three of these matchups have already been played in the regular season. Detroit did stomp Tampa Bay. They won 20-6. to And in that matchup, Steve, the player to watch for in this one, Amon Ross St. Brown went mm. nuts. 12 receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. So you know they're going to be trying to defend him. Todd Bowles, a defensive coach. Uh, but give me Detroit at home. Like, this is their path to the NFC Championship game. They won their first playoff game in over 30 years. I think that they win by over a touchdown and cover that 6.5-point spread. Yeah, I obviously love this story with Detroit. I did see their injury report came out, and tight end Sam Laporta questionable for the matchup. Yeah. He's definitely going to be interested to see if he'll, he'll be able to suit up in the game. Huge, huge player for them, but he did play this past weekend, so I would probably expect him to play again. Then the finale, and it's a big one for the divisional round of the weekend. Buffalo Bills hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. A tight one, too. The Bills favored by two and a half. I've been waffling back and forth on this one. I definitely uh, picked the Bills in our pick six segment. I just don't know. I know they have a ton of injuries right now. They're dealing with uh, saw the, the list come out, and it's definitely concerning there. And I don't know what to expect from Josh Allen in this playoff matchup. Uh, And obviously, you know what Pat Mahomes is capable of. But crazy to think this is his first game on the playoffs on the road. Uh, I am taking the Bills still in this one, uh, even to cover that two-and-a-half point spread. The whole reason this game is in Buffalo is because the Bills beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium during the regular season 20-17. That was that you know lateral play that got called back to being offsides and stuff at the very end of that game. Very controversial. Bills since then have been on a six-game winning streak. I like them a lot, but this is also the team that they haven't been able to beat in the playoffs. I mean, I remember that game two years ago against Kansas City and Arrowhead. Can they get the monkey off their backs with the Chiefs? Or will the Chiefs get to their sixth straight uh, AFC championship appearance? I'm leaning towards the latter. Give me give me Kansas City to cover, maybe even win. It's going to be a great one, though. Catch all the action right here on WWL. Thanks for tuning in. Go Pels! We'll be talking to you Monday. Who dat? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.